Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you come for the live show, the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence, every single day, Monday through Friday. And then you get the podcast right here and on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, any place you listen to find podcasts, you'll find our show there. Don't forget our sports show comes your way at noon on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We'll be there in the Monster Energy Drink and STL-Cars.com, King's Court as well. Our phone lines are always open because we're not afraid of what you think. We're not afraid of you knowing more than we do, maybe educating us on something. 636-348-4460. 348-4460. You're not going to find that availability on most shows that you listen to around the country because the host is usually afraid you know more than they do. We're not afraid of that. We don't fear knowledge. We enjoy knowledge. I'll give you a little more knowledge if you're looking for a new car or a used car or a truck or an SUV. STL-cars.com provides your answer. It's provided the answer for tens of thousands of St. Louisans and people otherwise around the country because they can go to the website. That's what I've been doing. I've purchased my last three vehicles through these folks, through the years. My son just got an SUV from them. STL-cars.com. It couldn't be simpler. You don't go dealership to dealership banging your head against a wall trying to get another couple of thousand dollars on the deal. All you do is go to the website. It takes you as long as it takes you to figure out what car you like the best. STL-cars.com. Over a 1,000 vehicles are on there. Pick your one. Call or text 314-626-3251, 314-626-3251. Call or text Don, tell him what you like, tell him what you want to pay, and presto, he'll get it done for you. Now, if you look at the website and there's not exactly what you want, don't be deterred. Call or text Don anyway, tell him here's exactly what you want, and he'll find it for you. He's got a vast inventory of cars and trucks and SUVs all around the country. That's where he draws from. I got mine from Tennessee. My son got his from Alabama. Call or text Don, 314-626-3251. You'll be supporting a locally owned and operated company. 
They're over in Ellisville, right off of Manchester Road. 314-626-3251. That's stl-cars.com. And you won't have any headaches. You won't, have, you won't feel like you have a toothache. All will be quiet on the Western Front for you. Well, it's not quite on the Western Front in baseball right now. The Astros, the defending world champions, my beloved Astros face a two-game-to-nothing hole in a best-of-seven. So they have to win four of the next five if they're going to advance. Possible. Difficult, to be sure. But they're going on the road where they play better. Bizarrely enough, the Astros as a division champion and defending world champion had a less than 500 record at home this year. They've got some players that look like they might be getting a little long in the tooth. Jose Altuve especially hasn't done much in the postseason for the last three years. And he was pathetic yesterday. How in the world do you load the bases with nobody out and not score a run? That's almost impossible. But the Astros pulled it off. And so they lost 5-4. to four. And now they go, and of course their pitcher, who couldn't catch a cold, drops a little comebacker that would have been a double play, then picks it up and throws it into right field. That's how the Rangers got most of their runs. It was a really bad display of baseball yesterday. And the Phillies on Bryce Harper's birthday got some power from him, and they won yet again. Right now it's looking like a Phillies-Rangers World Series, and if that's the case, both teams are hot. A lot of times you just look for the hot team. It will be a, a tip of the cap to baseball's absurdity if that is the matchup, though. You'll have two wild cards playing for the World Series. Teams not even good enough to win their own divisions playing for the World Series. Something's wrong with that. It's just not American. Same thing happens in football and basketball and hockey because these sports are too greedy. They have to get as many teams into playoffs, the playoffs as they can. They don't give the division champions in any sport a big advantage. So you play the entire regular season, and what do you get for it? Not much. Not much. So that's where it looks right now, but there's a lot of baseball to be played. A lot of baseball to be played. And there's a lot going on on the brink of war in the Middle East. Now, we don't know when Israel will start their ground invasion, but it appears, by all accounts, to be imminent. So much so that Biden is flying to Israel today. Now, what do you suppose he's going to offer to the equation? The only thing he can do is muck it up. We are deploying 2,000 service members toward Israel as well. I don't know what that's for. Of course, they don't explain it. So far, Biden's just done a PR stunt by moving aircraft carriers closer to the coast of Israel, but certainly out in the Mediterranean far enough where (laughs) nobody can see them even. I don't know what Biden's strategy is because he doesn't articulate one. But I think the funniest of all, and Biden's hilarious, we know that, But I think it becomes comical when Vladimir Putin makes a phone call to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and says he'd be happy to work on helping end the Palestinian, the Palestinian Israeli confrontation and achieving a peaceful settlement through political and diplomatic means from the guy that invaded Ukraine and is still killing people in Ukraine. He has no interest in a peaceful or diplomatic settlement of that war. 
but he's interested in one here. And the reason he's interested in it is because he backs the Hamas terrorists. He backs Iran. He backs China. And everybody knows it. Why he would get involved is beyond me. Why he would even make so much as a phone call is bizarre. Nobody believes a word Putin says. He's a congenital liar, much like our government people. There's really not much difference between Russia and the United States. The only difference really that I see is that in Russia, Putin's holding on to his dictatorship barely, while in the United States, Biden's building on his dictatorship. He's finding some resistance, but much less than I believe he thought he would find. So he's able to build on becoming a dictator in the United States and go completely unchecked by the media. And I don't think Democrats thought it would be this easy. I don't think they thought it would be this easy to cheat and steal elections, like a presidential election. But it's actually easy. They've stolen governor house, governor's houses, the White House, Senate seats. And they're thinking to themselves, this was a cakewalk. While all the doom and gloom is predicted for the presidential election in 2024, the Democrats are laughing. They're saying, we already got this. We have mastered cheating. You idiots over there on the conservative side don't have any idea. I mean, Joe Biden had 19,000 emails back and forth with his son Hunter's private equity firm, Rosemont Seneca. Now, that was discovered on this latest Freedom of Information Act request. (laughs) 19,000 emails with Rosemont Seneca. And yet, he told the American people that he never spoke to Hunter about his business dealings, never interacted with anyone from those from those various companies. 4,200 emails he had with his son, Hunter. 1,700 emails with his brother, Jim. 3,700 emails with Jim's Lion Hall Group consulting firm, which apparently has ties with the Chinese Communist Party. But he said he never discussed business with his son or his brother. <laughs> it's incredible. He says he never talked with anybody in the distant family about their business interests. Period. He said, period. He added, period. And yet now we find all these emails. Well, what were you talking about? Oh, I forgot. The weather. 4,200 emails with your son to talk about the weather? There's only 365 days in a year. So that would be at most 365 emails about the weather, wouldn't there? But my favorite is 19,000 emails between Joe Biden and Rosemont Seneca, the private equity firm that was involved in all of the money deals with Hunter Biden and the foreign entities and the shakedowns and the money laundering. Now, this hardly causes a blip on the radar in the mainstream media. You won't probably hear about it, in fact. But you hear about it here. Just remember that number. As extraordinary as it sounds, 19,000 emails between Biden and Hunter Biden's private equity firm, Rosemont Seneca. Do you send 19,000 emails to your son's business? It's going to be my guess that you don't send any. I don't. 
I know exactly what my son does for a living. I talk to him about his business all the time, but I have never sent an email to his company. Never, and I never would. And I don't think most parents do, unless you own the company and your son works for you. That's a little different, but that's not the case here. But just ask yourself today if you are, are one of those fence sitters or one of those liberals who think, well, you know, there's nothing on Biden. Try to explain 19,000 emails between Biden and Rosemont Seneca if you can. In fact, once you get past 10 emails, explain it. I'm going to give you 10 free ones. I don't think there should be 10, but I'll just give you 10. Care to explain the other 19,325? That's a lot of emails about the weather. The, the laughable thing is they insult you every day. They insult your intelligence because they think you'll believe their bullcrap. The amazing thing is many liberals do. So for those of us with a functioning brain, it is an insult to our intelligence. For liberals, it's not at all. They swallow it hook, line, and sinker. You ask a liberal today, Biden had 19,000 emails exchanged between himself and Rosamond Seneca, doesn't that indicate to you that he was lying to you when he said he's never spoken to his son about his foreign business interest? See what a liberal will respond to that. I'd actually be interested in hearing them. They're too cowardly to call the show, though. They, it is an amazing phenomenon about liberals. They know they have nothing to say. They know they'll get their ass handed to them if they call because they don't have anything. And so the cowards that they are, they go run and hide. But if you know one of them, and they're a a, a bizarre species, you'll know them by their stupidity. Go ahead and ask them what they think of 19,335 emails exchanged between Joe and Rosemont Seneca. I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know how it happened, but it did. 19,000 times. (laughs) It's pretty incredible. You want a little piece of information about how our government works? I've railed at Josh Hawley for not getting anything done. And what I've said is, since they're not in power, I understand getting something accomplished is hard. But what I've said is, he and his fellow Republicans should be proposing new laws legislation, when Schumer doesn't bring it to the floor for even a vote, Hawley and the rest of the Republicans should be calling a news conference daily to inform the American people what they're trying to do. This is how you regain the majority in the Senate, by the way. You inform the American public that we aren't the roadblock. We aren't the do-nothing Senate. We're actually trying to get things accomplished. Here's what we propose today, tomorrow. Here's what we propose today, the next day. Here's what we propose today. Every single day, hold that news conference. You'd be like a drone. You'd just be hanging there every day. Pound it into the brains of the American voters. That's how you regain the Senate, and I give that advice freely to the Republican National Committee. They're too dumb to take it. The conservative Republicans in the Senate are too dumb to take it because their egos are too big. Well, the Slayton guy, he's an outsider. We don't have to listen to him. But that's what you do rather than sit on your lazy asses and do nothing, which is what they do. 
And I had dinner last night with a couple of friends of mine, and they're both conservatives. And they said, well, what should Hawley do? I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't have power. So they'd vote for Hawley again. I said, I'll never vote for him again. And I explained what he should do, which is what I just said. And that's what he should do. But he won't do it. And neither will the rest of them. Because they're too lazy. Now he can go on with Laura Ingram or Jesse Waters and pound away at Biden. All well and good. But you're doing nothing about it. It's a PR game. When you don't have power and you can't get things to the floor, you've got to let the people know. I guarantee you people don't know. But here's something that you should know. Between the years uh, 2017 to 2019, now this is, uh, I'm sorry, I've got the wrong years. It's 2020 to the present day. The Congress turned 443 out of over 10,000 bills into laws. So about 4.5% of the bills proposed became laws. Now these numbers change from year to year, as do the percentages. But that is a pretty consistent, if you go through the years, number. So what are people like Schumer and McConnell doing? Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy. You're supposed to be bringing these bills to the floor for votes. These these aren't even getting votes. 400 out of 10,000? So 9,600 aren't getting votes even? You're not even allowing them to be voted on? This is why Matt Gates is doing what he's doing, and I applaud him for it. Every one of these bills needs to be brought to the floor single as a single piece of legislation, not grouped in with other crap. And there should be a law passed in Congress that every proposal is brought to the floor for a vote. Every one of them. What else do you people do? That's what you're sent there for, is to create laws that will help the, the, the country and then vote on the damn things. And you'll vote for a an incumbent? For what reason? My friend asked me, well, what if it looks as though Hawley's the only one that can win the race? If he doesn't win, it'll be a Democrat. I said, I'll still vote for somebody else. I don't care. Somebody has to send a message to these bastards. Matt Gates is trying to do it. Look at the resistance he's met with, even from his own imbecilic Republican Party. All they do is fight him. Why don't you, because, and I'll tell you why they fight him, because all of them have their hand in the till, every effing one of them. That's not just something that the Democrats do. The Republicans might do it a little bit less, certainly a little bit less cleverly. They're not as deceitful. But that's probably out of stupidity rather than intent, because they're not bright either. We don't elect the best and brightest to Congress. We never have, at least not in my lifetime. We elect stooges who are paid off and bought. The question is, who bought Hawley? Who paid for him? I guess we'll find out. As I've said, when Trump gets in, Hawley would be a good choice for attorney general, but so would Cash Patel. 
And if Cash Patel is the choice, put Hawley somewhere else in the cabinet. He hates the liberals. He does do that. He hates them. So I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to vote him back into the Senate. That's for sure. Well, we've got problems over there in the Middle East, and Joe Biden is flying over there to solve it all for us and should be over within 24 hours. Everything should be done. Everything should be settled. Not a shot fired because Joe Biden's on his way. Joe Biden, the guy that hates Israel, that wants Israel not to occupy Gaza, even though that's the only way they get rid of Hamas. I would want Joe Biden's daughter to be raped in front of him by these savages. His sons burned, his grandchildren beheaded right in front of him. And then let's see if he changes his tune. Let's see if then he's preaching, well, you know, we have to have restraint. How about those squad members? How about Sandy Cortez's fiance? How about we chop his head off and burn him right in front of her? But before we do that, we rape her in front of him. And uh, Ilhan Omar, how about your husband, brother, cousin, whatever he is, husband and cousin, how about we burn him alive right in front of you? Is that okay with you, Rashida Tlaib? How about we do that to your family too? You're cool with that, right? Because you don't want to you don't want Israel to fight back. You're cool with all that stuff. Israeli President Isaac Herzog found in the ground of the destruction and the savagery a handbook. A handbook that Hamas strictly adheres to. This is the booklet. It says exactly how to torture them, how to abduct them, how to kidnap them. So therefore, the story is not Israel versus Palestinians or Judaism versus Islam, God forbid. The story is about human, humanity. Are we with the good or are we with evil? Pretty simple decision for most of us. Apparently, the squad goofballs have trouble. They wrestle with it. Actually, they don't even wrestle with it. They are anti-Israel as are a lot of students on college campuses around the country. Crazier still. Now, while Biden's on his way over there to try to preach being humanitarian, it's war, dude. It's called war. In war, people die that are innocent. It's called war. It's happened through history. Israel doesn't want this war. They didn't start this war. Benjamin Netanyahu referred to Iran as part of the axis of evil. Hamas is an axis of evil of Hezbollah, Hamas, and Iran. And those who do work for them, their goal is to destroy Israel and murder us all. That includes Iran, you noticed. Biden refused to mention Iran in a speech he gave yesterday in front of a, I think it was a group of gay people, on a human rights speech. What is he doing speaking nonsense to a group of people when there's a war going on in Israel? Wouldn't you think you should cancel those kinds of events right now? But not him. And by the way, he tripped over the two steps going up to the stage again and then turned to the people like, oh, look at me. I caught myself. What I love, though, is when he gets up finally to the top of the steps the podium's three feet away, and he, like, hops to it. Like, look at me. I'm spry. I'm young. I have energy. 
I'm all drugged up. You know how you know he's drugged up? Half the time you hear him talk, it's hard to understand him because he's mumbling as he's falling asleep. He's really dozing off right in front of you. Then the other times that he speaks, he, he starts in a whisper and then jumps zero to 700 in like two seconds. That's when he's drugged up. The drugs are kicking in. You'll hear a little bit of that a little bit later on this morning. John Ratcliffe, who was with the Trump uh, administration as director of the NSI, uh, what, do you, what do you really think is going on here? Uh, I suspect that the Israelis are balancing, you know, responding quickly versus uh, responding smartly. Laura, everyone knows that uh, there's going to be a ground incursion by the Israelis into Gaza. And it's sort of like, you know, if you're playing chess and you're telling everyone ahead of time where your rook is going on the chessboard, your adversaries know uh, and will make plans accordingly. And in this case, you know, what Israel has to has to deal with is they have multiple adversaries that are now planning. In the case of Hamas, the challenges are you have a you know, a group that is, has already been willing to disregard the, you know, international, uh, warfare principle of distinction, meaning that they're, uh, they're willing to, um, uh, treat civilians and, uh, combatants the same and hide among them and use hostages now up to possibly 250 as human shields. And they understand that as the number of civilians grow, Israel knows that, um, the support that they have in the international community and even within the U.S. will fade. So they, they need to plan for that. And as John Roberts just talked about, the challenge is that they have an even more lethal opponent, uh, to the north in Hezbollah. You know, unlike Hamas, Hezbollah has a sophisticated fighting force of 100,000 people. Uh, they have 130,000 precision guided rockets and drones that have the capability of overwhelming, uh, Iran's, I mean, uh, Israel's uh, primary defense system, the, the Iron Dome. And so, you know, I think that the Israelis are, are, are balancing these many challenges and making sure that when they move, that they, 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 uh, they move in the most strategically smart way possible. Well, that's where we need to be helping. But Biden's doing nothing. Oh, he's flying over to Israel today. All he's going to do is try to prevail upon Netanyahu to not go in. I guarantee that's his message. He pretty much said so on 60 Minutes the other night when Scott Pelley was carrying the ball for him. And here's, here's what you should say, Joe. Let me finish your sentence for you. Newt Gingrich, what should Biden be doing in the Middle East? He could seize the billions of dollars sitting in gutter that should never, ever go to Iran. They still haven't done that. It's utterly inexplicable. Two, uh, he could pressure Egypt and others to a, for a temporary agreement to get people out of Gaza. Uh, it's very important if you want to minimize civilian casualties to find a way for them to get out of the way of what should be, uh, and which I totally support, a thoroughly crushing Israeli ground offensive uh, designed to destroy and eliminate Hamas. I mean, if, if, if Hamas exists a year from now, they have won. This has been a victory for them. If Hamas is truly destroyed, it'll send a signal to Hezbollah in the north. It'll send a signal to Iran that you're going to mess with us at your own risk. The third thing I think Biden has to do is communicate to Iran and to Hezbollah that we will hold them accountable. And by that, I mean, you don't send two nuclear aircraft carriers and their battle groups to the Eastern Mediterranean as a PR event. We have to be prepared to take out every asset Hezbollah has if they decide to open a second front against Israel. Uh, we have the capacity to do it. Uh, one one battle group alone has over 800 Tomahawk missiles. Uh, and I think that we need to communicate clearly 
you get into this game, you're going to be crushed decisively, and you're going to follow Hamas into the into the uh, uh, trash bin of history. Carpe diem, Newt Gingrich. That's what we've been saying. We, we, we need to be taking action against Hezbollah the moment they move. That way Israel can fight one front at a time. But the moment they move, you obliterate them. And it's not hard. Biden says, we're the United States, for God's sakes. So we should be able to accomplish that pretty simply. Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Kevin, good morning, brother. How are you? I am doing well, as always. Uh, I hate to call this early, but I'm, I'm exactly on point with what you're talking about right now. And one reason why I called is I read this on Gateway Pundit today that this Ann Wagner is not going to support Jim Jordan. Yeah. And and this is the problem with our Republicans that we have. They're not acting in the interest of the majority of the people. They're acting in the interest of whoever pays them or whoever uh, fills their coffers. In my notes this morning, in in my notes this morning, I have Ann Wagner uh, because of uh, I've I've read the same thing that you have. I've heard her uh, disparagements that she's not going to support Jim Jordan. And here's what I say about Ann Wagner. Again, this is why I tell people. Please don't vote for incumbents. Ann Wagner has been sitting in Congress collecting a paycheck for how many years? She has done absolutely nothing for her constituents here. Nothing. Well, she's she's more inept than Cory Bush, if that's possible. She's not as psychotic. But Ann Wagner is lazy. She does nothing. She's enterprise money. That's all she is. She's impossible to beat, it seems, because hardly anybody would run against her. I wish Eric Greitens would run against her, but I don't think he will. But Ann Wagner needs to be out of office faster than thou can say Ticonderoga. Yep, and I agree, Kevin. And I've always, the reason why I called is I've already called her office and I guess if you want to use the word threat, but I told her I'm going to work my ass off to make sure her ass gets primaried out of office next time she's up for election. And I think the more people that do that, they're probably going to get uh, some kind of message anyway. But she's acting more like the Democrats do. They don't give a damn what the people say. No, they're they don't. They're just going to do what they want. They don't. Holly's so the same they, way. You can call Holly's yeah. office from now until midnight. You won't get any answers. You'll not get a response. You'll say You'll get some gal saying, Okay, we'll relay this to the senator, and then you'll never hear back from them again. We've tried it. Our director of research has done it. I've done it. They're a joke. Every one of these people is a joke, and that's why they all need to be sent the message conveniently together. All of you are gone. We're starting right. over, and the next group, if you don't wake up, you're gone too. You just that's keep exactly voting them out, right. but you keep voting them yeah. in, and you expect things to change? How stupid are the voters? Yeah, and you know the other thing is, Kevin. There are some good ones that you hate to do that to, like Matt Gates. But let me tell you something I had heard or read about Matt Gates, and he was supporting Steve Scalise over Jim Jordan a while back. Now I don't know if all that's changed or not, but why would you support Scalise when you're trying to get conservative in the House? and trying to get somebody in power that might do what the people want to do. That kind of bothers me when I heard that also. And I just don't know. I I think you're right. Just throw these asses out on their damn street and start putting people in there that are going to listen to the people and not the money. Yeah, you've got to throw them out. Now, I give Gates a lot of credit for fighting uh, these rules in this ridiculous House of Representatives, which for far too long has been bringing bills like this in in mass. They just lump everything together in one bill. Nobody ever reads the bill. 
and then they vote on it. Pelosi well, famously said, well, uh, you know, after you vote on it, then you can read it. Well, I, that's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. And so when Gates says, hey, one bill at a time, that you, that seems like it would be common sense. You would have thought that's what they were doing, but they haven't been doing that forever. No, and, and I agree. I mean, that's exactly what we want him to do, and I support him 120% on doing that. But why in the hell would you come out and say, I'm going to support Steve Scalise instead of Jim Jordan? I mean, it's, it just don't well, make he any Well, he might know, he sense. may know something I don't know. I don't know about that, but that's I would true. say this. You're right. When, when, when push comes to shove, we are going to vote out some people that are good. There's, 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 there's bound to be a handful, but not much more. But that's too right. bad. And you know what? You go out with the dirty laundry. Uh, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. We're, we're going to bring in all new faces. We're going to bring in all new fresh ideas every single election cycle. Now, I will say this. I believe that the House should increase their stay to one six-year term, just like the Senate. You know, this two-year crap, every two years, all they do is run for re-election. That's why nothing ever gets done. Well, that's exactly right. That's where all their concentration and all their effort is. It's not on doing what the people want. It's on getting reelected. Anyway, I, I wanted to encourage all the voters to call that damn bitch's office and tell her what they really think of her, and it's time to throw her ass out of Congress. It is. Anyway, Kevin, I hate to call this early, but carpe diem, keep it up. Talk to you later. Carpe diem to you, Steve. Well, actually, you know, Wagner should have been tossed out a long time ago. And I think we all, we all agree on that. I don't know that anybody supports her, but imagine if you, this redistricting, people had Ann Wagner and now they got Cory Bush. Who's worse? <laughs> I mean, it's a tough call. All Wagner does is sit back behind the scenes. She's not, she doesn't have the big mouth like Bush has. But if you, if you think about it with Bush and her fellow members of the lunatic bin, they support Hamas. So, the first district of Missouri, which includes Saint, some of St. Louis County and the city, actually supports Hamas. Why would anyone ever go downtown into that first district? Why would you go near it? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I haven't been to a Cardinal game in two years because of it, or a Blues game. I wouldn't go near downtown. That is a battlefield. It's a cesspool of corruption and violent crime. That's all it is, and it's getting out to Clayton. Would you go to the Galleria to do your Christmas shopping? If you're crazy, you would. But that's the only reason. That's a gang hangout. The Galleria. It's a gang hangout. (laughs) I mean, it's just the loons are taking over, man. And shame on those who sit back and let it happen. But she's right. Ann Wagner is a joke. She's a farce. She's always been such, but she keeps quiet so people sort of don't know about, well, okay, I guess I'll vote for Ann Wagner again. She hasn't done anything to hurt us. She hasn't done anything. She's a waste, and she should be primaried out, but the Republicans are too cowardly to do that. Remember, this is the state that allowed Eric Schmidt to get the Senate seat instead of Eric Greitens. Eric Schmidt knowingly lied and played with the lie of Eric Greitens' ex-wife, who lied a month before the election with some bombastic charge against Eric Greitens. That was all designed by Karl Rove and Greitens' wife. We know that. And it was supported by Schmidt, who had a statement immediately upon the media carrying the story. So he knew it was coming out. 
He had his statement prepared, and Eric Greitens, who was the attorney general, or excuse me, Eric Schmidt, who was the attorney general of this state, the top attorney supposedly, had the reaction that Eric Greitens should leave the race immediately. So in other words, the presumption of innocent until proven guilty doesn't play out when Eric Schmidt is in charge. Eric Schmidt is the same liar who told the entire state, you know, I'm filing all these lawsuits against these woke school districts because of what they're doing to the parents, and then quietly dropped every single one of the lawsuits so that you wouldn't hear about it. That's Eric Schmidt. And this state elected him. The the Republicans in this state elected that guy. He's as corrupt as the day is long. He's a born liar, and yet Republicans voted for him. Why? Because they don't do their homework, that's why. I tried to give you all of the story on the show when we found out about it. I sure as hell didn't vote for his ass. I wouldn't vote for Eric Schmidt for dog catcher. We have two of the worst senators. Well, I shouldn't say worst. They're tied for the worst because they're all the same. They're all the same. They do nothing. And I hope they both lose the next time they run in the primary. I don't want them to lose to a Democrat. But if they have to, they have to. Look, I'm tired of the Republicans. Do something. Be like Jake Tapper. He's a jackass. Well, I'm sorry, you already are a jackass. He's unhappy with Jake Sullivan cutting off the power to the Hamas uh, element in Gaza. Now, look, Israel is not Russia. Gaza is not Ukraine. It's a different situation. But cutting off supplies, cutting off heat, cutting off water to civilians, what's the difference? Well, first, thank you for saying that Israel is not Russia because Israel is not Russia. Second, but civilians are civilians, before, Jay. We are in civilians are civilians. Contact. Civilians are civilians. He wouldn't even let him answer. He's trying to answer. I'm no fan of Jake Sullivan. But Tapper, let you ask the question, let the man answer. You loser. Here are four of the rhinos who aren't going to support Jim Jordan on the vote this afternoon. Mike Rogers from Alabama, Don Bacon from Nebraska, Mario Delas Bellart of Florida, and Ann Wagner of Missouri. Now, the claim is they'd rather work with Hakeem Jeffries. I don't know if that's from the mouth of Ann Wagner or not. But if that's true, if they, if they said anything like that, those people need to be targeted in the next election cycle and primaried out, every one of them. Wagner's a waste of our time. She needs to be out as fast as humanly possible. Before someone helps spoon-feed her her answers like Scott Pelley did for Biden on 60 Minutes. Remember 60 Minutes when it was in its heyday, when Mike Wallace was cornering corrupt bastards, putting them on the spot, grilling them unmercifully, whether they were political hacks or business corrupt business people, 60 Minutes was indeed a show that at one time looked out for the people. They did real journalism. Now, they haven't done it for 20 years. They're still on the air, but they've become a a political arm of the Democrat Party now. They're a pack of hacks. The Leslie Stahls of the world are a joke. Scott Pelley's a... If Scott Pelley puts his uh, the earpiece of his glasses in his mouth one more time, I think I'll crush them. He thinks he's some sort of intellectual when he does that. Ah, let me ponder the question. Oh, I'm supposed to ask the question. I was giving the answers. 
And here he is giving the answer for Biden, who can't answer a, a simple question except with the word don't. There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Thank you, Scott, for filling in the blanks. Because Mr. Don't just sat there and don't, 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 don't. Don't make me answer a question. Don't make me be president. Don't. Don't build those podiums up on those steps. Can't you see I struggle? Don't. And thank you, Scott Pelley. We appreciate you jumping right in there and giving the answers for Biden. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't. It's so bad that Anthony Blinken can't say anything but that. President Biden will underscore our crystal clear message to any actor, state or non-state, trying to take advantage of this crisis to attack Israel. Don't. To that end, he's deployed two aircraft carrier groups and other military assets to the region. <laughs> Don't. We've just gotten late word that Mike Rogers, this the uh, congressman from Alabama, says he now will support Jordan. So it's cracking. Jordan's going to be elected speaker. It may not be on the first ballot, but he'll be elected speaker. And so Ann Wagner can go F off. And hopefully she'll be done. Hopefully she'll, we'll never have to mention her name again. She can go work for Enterprise. She can go put the St. Louis City soccer games on some urban station or, or women's station. That, that, that's what the Enterprise people that own the soccer team we're doing, I don't even know what station they're on, to be honest with you. But that was their plan. I don't know if they succeeded in their plan. Why would a hip-hop station want to carry soccer games? <laughs> but that was their plan. They're using that soccer operation as a woke statement to society as opposed to a sporting uh, enterprise. We'll see how it ends up. But we're watching it. So Blinken wants you to fear Joe Biden if you're Iran. Do you think any country that's thinking about entering the fray like Iran is, apparently, by threatening to come in, is in fear of Biden? Do you believe that Biden would do anything to Hezbollah if they crossed the northern border? I don't. Do you think Biden would do anything to Iran? Not a thing. This guy is full of more empty threats than anybody in history. Don't. Oh, they're shaking in their boots over there. Surprised the Ayatollah is even able to speak after that. Don't. Michael McCall, the congressman, do you understand what Biden's doing? I don't understand this uh, attempt to downplay Iran's role and sweep it under the rug. Iran is behind all of this. Their fingerprints are all over this. Iran provides $150 million per year to Hamas and weapon systems that they use to kill innocent civilians in Israel. Uh, of course they're behind this. All their proxies, Hamas is a proxy of Iran, Hezbollah is a proxy of Iran, and the Iran-backed Shia militias uh, in, in Iraq and elsewhere are all backed by Iran. So the idea that they're somehow not behind this really defies common sense. Um, what I don't want to see is more funding. Today, I'm introducing my bill to freeze those $6 billion of assets through sanctions so that we don't fund more of this terror uh, that Iran is funding across the Middle East. Well, we're happy to hear that. 
Thank you, Congressman McCall. That is very nice to hear. And I hope that that bill actually makes it to the floor. Well, it should. I mean, it's in a Republican-held House of Representatives. However, will it gain any traction in the Senate? Doubtful. Doubtful. In fact, almost certainly not. Monica Crowley, who knows a lot of stuff, she was in the Trump administration. What is the problem that Biden faces? The problem for this president is he is inherently weak. You know, Joe Biden has always been a corrupt hack. Now he's a corrupt hack leading, you know, the greatest military force on on the face of the earth and supposedly the free world. But every time the United States is either weak in real terms or perceived as weak, the good guys retreat, the bad guys advance, and the wheels come off the world. This is exactly what we're seeing now. And no trip to Israel is going to change the international dynamic. There is a reason why Hamas and Hezbollah, as well as the Russians and the Chinese and terrorist organizations around the world are advancing right now because they know that there's not going to be any kind of meaningful retaliation from the president of the United States or America as a whole. Carpe diem, Monica Crowley. She's really sharp. Now, there's another person that should be in any administration. It blows me away, and I hope Donald Trump considers people that are moderates that aren't necessarily Republicans. But you can't have Democrat liberals in there. You can't because they're dangerous to the country. They're anti-United States. And anyone who is opposed to make America great again should never be in any administration. In fact, you shouldn't be allowed in, in public office. Simply the fact that you are against making America great tells us that you're anti-American. Why would we want anti-American people in public office? I mentioned earlier that Biden, will, when he's on his drugs, goes from zero to 600 in a matter of three seconds. And here's a good example of it. This is him talking to this gay operation yesterday, this human rights group. Of the, what, I, what I read was this was a bunch of gays. Nothing against them, but why is he talking to them right now? Why don't you go talk to the Boy Scouts next? We gotta stand up and holler. We gotta stand up and holler. We're the United States of America. And there's nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So let's stand together and get everyone else on the deal. <laughs> and get everyone else on the deal. What are you talking about? Let's stand together and get everyone else on the deal. That's such typical political hack bullcrap. It's not even funny. That means nothing. Let's stand together and get everyone else on the deal. Huh? Care to run that by me again? Sure, I'll run it by you again. We gotta stand up and holler. We gotta stand up and holler. We're the United States of America. And there's nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So let's stand together and get everyone else on the deal. When we stand together. There's nothing beyond our capacity when we stand together. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Let's get everyone on the deal. What deal was that? He didn't mention the deal. We're the United States of America. He's been saying that now. I guess the drugs make him repeat certain things over and over again, like don't. Nothing. Don't, don't, don't. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're the United States of America. He said that on 60 Minutes. He said that here yesterday. We know who we are. Apparently you don't.
What a psychopath. By the way, when he comes out to speak to this group, Dr. Jill comes out, steps to the podium first, and is waving as though she's the emperor. He has to have her introduce him. Now, when he's finished, he picks up his little notepad or whatever it is, his binder, and he has no idea yet again how to get off of a stage. So he looks to the right. Oh, that's probably dangerous. And he looks back to the left, and here comes Dr. Jill, and you can read her lips. She says, let's go this way. This is the President of the United States having to be directed off of a simple stage by his wife. He has no idea how to extricate himself from that dangerous stage. Google it. You ought to see it. It's pathetic. But he's pathetic. Always has been. She's worse. Christy Noam, what should Biden be doing here in this Middle East situation? And are you nervous about what he might say? Uh, our president should be strongly advocating for Israel to do whatever they need to do to wipe out not just Hamas, but if Hezbollah um, takes a step, if they move an inch, that they deserve to be destroyed as well. Uh, that's the kind of action that we need right now. We're not getting it out of this White House. Frankly, it makes me nervous. Every time this president gets out of bed, what he's going to say and what he's going to do, Wednesday is going to be a very big day. Not just yeah. for the United States, but also for Israel, because what he says when he gets to that holy ground uh, with God's chosen people and where he stands and what he does as the president of the United States better be on the right side of history. She's dead. She's dead right on that. And it does make you nervous, too. Good morning. You're on the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com. King's Court, how are you? I'm fine. What's your name? Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, I just wanted to say that I just learned where Matt Gates sent out a tweet to Ann Wagner thanking her for support of Jim Jordan because she flipped. When did she flip? I had said the article was printed this morning at 6.50. So this morning the, she, somebody got to her and said, you better. Yeah, Good. That's what I'm thinking. Good. I'm glad you brought that to our attention. Right, thank you, King. Have thank you, Tom. Have a good rest of the day. Appreciate it. You too. Bye-bye. So they're all, they're all, they're all getting in line. They're all getting in line. It's about time. Maybe she heard our show. Maybe she was listening. Is that possible that we wield that kind of power? Woo. I'm going to start feeling like a liberal. I've got all kinds of power. Well, I'll tell you what. If I had that power, I would have used it for that reason to make her get in line. You dumbass. What are you doing running around trying to cause more trouble? The deal is done. Jordan's the guy. Knock it off. And then get to work. Instead of being a lunatic. How about this? People from our country, different states, were in Israel when all of this broke out. Now, if you were in Israel, if you had family in Israel at that time, wouldn't you want them to get out of there? Well, guess who wouldn't help them get out of there? The Biden regime. They wouldn't help them get out of there. So Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, recognized Floridians were trying to get out of there. And here's what he did. The State Department and the embassy over in Israel were not helpful to these people. 
You, know, you think about it, illegal aliens come across our southern border. Federal government will fly them all over the country for free. They'll put them up in nice hotels. Uh, taxpayers expense free to the illegal alien. And yet the best that they were able to do for the people caught, Americans caught in Israel, uh, was to either dump them in Cyprus or in Greece and then charge them for that. And then they just have to somehow get home. So uh, we did an executive order at the end of last week, said we'll mobilize our emergency response folks. Uh, we'll get planes there to bring Floridians back home from Israel. And so we were able to land the first plane last night, 271 people. Carpe diem to Governor DeSantis. That's what governors should do. Take care of the people in your state. That's a great job by him. Now, I wouldn't never vote for him for, I would never vote for him for president, but it was a great job by him helping out the people of Florida. That's what you should do. And good for you that you did it. But imagine the government not doing it. Our federal government. They don't care, but he's right. They'll fly these illegal aliens all over the country at our, on our bill, put them up in nice hotels on our bill, feed them on our bill, Get them passports, get them citizenship, most importantly, get their vote. Dove Hyken is the founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism. It's odd that you would have to have a group named that. You would think people aren't anti-Semitic just by nature, but we know that some are. Just as some are bigots, some are racist, whites, blacks. All different stripes. We know that. We already know that. We've known that for a long time. We don't need to be told that every day by Joe Wuhan Willie, the racist Otala Biden. But Dove Hikind is over in Israel. He was able, as part of a group, to tour the devastation. And if you are one of these people that think the Palestinians are somehow wronged and that the oppressor is the Israelis... This is what Dove Hyken saw, and this is for Cory Bush, Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Bowman, the fire uh, chief, and Ilhan Omar. This is for you. We are talking about one family who were in this home. I had to avoid walking on dried blood in the home. Hundreds of bullet holes. Two sisters who were uh, stripped of their clothing and raped in front of their parents. Their parents butchered, watching, by the way, they were watching their daughters being raped. The most horrendous, most horrible things imaginable went on here. Pure evil on the part of this Nazi organization, Hamas. A pregnant mother who was cut up into pieces. I cannot describe on television the details that were shared with me as I walked from house to house. Sickening. And yet, Cori Bush, from her office, issued a statement yesterday, as despicable as these people are, They're calling for Israel, or excuse me, they're calling for Biden to immediately call for and facilitate de-escalation and a ceasefire to urgently end the current violence and promptly send and facilitate the entry of humanitarian assistance into Gaza. Humanitarian assistance into Gaza? Not Israel? She learned a couple of new words, by the way. Did you notice that? She learned facilitate. 
She used it twice in the same sentence. Cori Bush is edumacating herself. Promptly send and facilitate the entry of humanitarian assistance into Gaza. She thinks she's smart by the way she's talking here. Facilitate the entry of humanitarian assistance. How do you enter humanitarian assistance? You just go there. Into Gaza. You just heard Dove Hyken describe what the Gaza Hamas terrorists did to Israeli people, innocent people, citizens. But Cori Bush and her gang of thugs want to want to take care of the good people of Gaza. How about we just blow Gaza off the face of the map? How about that for humanitarian assistance? I really want to see that just so I can see her hair go on fire. And that ugly mug of hers get back on television crying and whining and bitching, which is what she always does. What a pathetic excuse. She's an animal. Cori Bush is an animal. She's just, she's just like Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Presley, Rashida Tlaib, the fire chief Bowman. They're just, they're animals. They're just like Hamas. They support them. They, those people are animals. Cori Bush is an animal. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Morning, Kevin. I'm doing well, sir. Um, you're right on there. That there couldn't be a better definition of a, a being than Corey Bush is an animal, a despicable, just vile, hateful animal. It's gross. She's but um, yeah, I know you like accuracy and facts. And two things, real quick. Uh, Jim Jordan, or I'm sorry, Matt Gates always wanted Jim Dort Jordan, but he did come out last week and said he would vote for Scalise for the sake of the party and to get things moving. But he knew, I believe, reading the tea leaves and between the lines that he always knew Scalise never had the votes, so he didn't have to come out and say anything other than what he did. And uh, Jim Jordan with uh, Ann Wagner, I can't stand her either, but she flipped yesterday. Uh, Missouri.net, an article by Marshall Griffin, came out yesterday that Wagner was giving uh, – Jordan, her full support. So they, I think he's got the votes. I think there's, well, there's um, no question he's got the votes. It's a matter of what ballot. Right. And I think they'll get it. I think they're, and I like this. Everybody's like, oh, the Republicans are disarray. <laughs> so what? I like that people have their individual thought and don't. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, they're not in disarray. They're not in chaos, but it's the Republicans right. who claim they're in chaos. It's all right, these idiot talking heads on Fox like Newt Gingrich and Hannity and that group of lunatics and Levin and all of them who claim that the Republicans are in chaos. And they better straighten out. The Brian Kilmeads, the douchebag douches, the airhead Ainsley Earhart, all of them, they're the ones who are calling it chaos. The chaos is Fox News. Fox News is nothing but propaganda bullshit. That's all they put on there anymore. And I want discourse in our government. That's how you sit down and have a discussion and iron things out. Unlike the Democrat Party, who you never hear, you only hear from three or four of them, and the rest get in goose step in line. That's what they are. They're all Nazis. Yes, they are. And it's, I I like the different ideas in the Republican Party. I like that they come back from a 30-day break and still can't get anything done. If you you think it was – we got to hurry up and get things done. Oh, Congress is not in session. You were just off for a month. Nobody's going to – well, we're starving now, but it, 
it's just so stupid. They they get back off and get in front of the camera, and then everything's on fire. And they're going to solve here's it. Here's an idea for Jim Jordan once he takes the gavel: ban Ann Wagner from any of the committees. Just put her, <laughs> just put her out the pasture. Here's what we think of you. So you can go uh, to hell. We don't need you. You're not on any committee anymore. Enjoy your time hilarious? in Washington. Yeah, come out against her, rail against her. We, we, we got to take two weeks for you to to make up your mind and make a good decision. You're yeah. right. Get, get them off the committees. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Keep it up, sir. Really, really looking forward to this sports show this afternoon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. We're having fun. Yeah, always. Yes, sir. Nate's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, Nate's a great guy. It's a great show. He we is. have fun. Thank you, Matt. Thank, thanks, sir. Yeah, well, Ann Wagner, uh, honest to God, I would ban her from all committees. And I hope that Jordan does stuff like that. We need to send the message to these rhinos. We don't want you. We want you out. Getting back to Dove Hykend, who witnessed all of that horrific murder savagery, witnessed the results of it, I shouldn't say witnessed it as it was happening, then gave his thoughts on Corey Bush, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, the fire chief Jamal Bowman, and Ayanna Presley. Here's what he thinks of them. The only way you deal with it, these radicals in the, in the Congress, they're, they're sick, they're pathetic. If their mother's sisters would have been massacred, butchered, raped, the way innocent Jews were raped and butchered, they would have a different position than calling for a ceasefire. They are sick, sick, sick people in the Democratic Party. These, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, the, it, it is so horrible. Carpe diem dove hikend. They are sick. Cory Bush is a mental case. They all are. Every one of them. Every single one of them. I don't believe that any of them got rightfully elected. I believe all of those elections were fixed because nobody votes for people like that. How could you? How could you? Kevin McCarthy, for one, thinks that Jim Jordan will indeed be elected speaker today. I feel very good about where Jim Jordan is at. Uh, he, he has been an integral part of, of our team when we took the majority, helping us get the majority. It's going to happen today. And I think the Congress, the United States House of Representatives, will be well served with Jim Jordan as the speaker. I was never a McCarthy fan. And we'll see how it all goes. But I believe that the House will be well served by a guy who is a true leader. Um, Jim Crane, who owns the Houston Astros, told me one time, he was he was obviously an All-American baseball player, he said he hires people in his companies, his various companies, who are ex-athletes for one reason. They compete, they know how to win, and they love winning, and they can't stand to lose. And that's Jim Jordan. He was a champion wrestler when he was back in Ohio. He knows how to compete, he knows how to win, and he knows how to get things done. So if he can't succeed as speaker, just fold the tent. But I think he will. And I think it was a great move. I think it was a great move by Matt Gates, despite the Newt Gingriches of the world, who remains bitter. I mean, what's your guess about what's going on here, uh, Newt? And please stop being bitter about 
Matt Gates. My guess is either on the first or the second ballot tomorrow, he will be the speaker. I think uh, Speaker McCarthy has a pretty good sense of exactly where they are. He has a good chance of making it on the first ballot. I think he almost certainly will make it on the second ballot because there, there are a handful of, of moderates, frankly, who are so angry at the Benedict Arnolds who created this mess that I think they find it hard to turn right around and give them a chance to say, gee, I won. Look, look how smart I am. So several of them have indicated they might vote for, for example, for Speaker McCarthy on the first ballot. My hunch is if they did, they would pivot and immediately uh, vote for Jim Jordan. The Benedict Arnolds, that's Matt Gates's faction of, of the House. The Benedict Arnolds, Newt Gingrich calls them, <laughs> simply because they don't agree with him. Newt Gingrich sounds like a liberal. Don't agree with me? You're a Benedict Arnold. Do things differently? You're a Benedict Arnold. You don't want the status quo to be in play in the House? You're a Benedict Arnold. Hey, it's the way we've always done it here, Buster. Get in line. That's Newt Gingrich's philosophy. So, Newt, I like hearing you speak about some topics, but really on this one, you ought to just shut up because you're full of crap. You sound like an old man who's out of touch with reality, but more more worriedly, you sound like a liberal. Just like a liberal. If I didn't know your voice and I heard you speak, I would think you were a liberal. So why don't you put your bitterness aside? You don't run things anymore. You're you're commentating. You don't run anything. So Matt Gates and what and the people that supported what he thought are American heroes. They've gotten rid of a slime ball, Kevin McCarthy, and they put in a real conservative Republican who's a leader, a true leader. So everything that happened here was great. No chaos, no craziness, none of the crap you described it as. This is a win, a major win for sanity where we actually now will vote on bills by themselves. What a concept. Christy Noem, what will uh, Jim Jordan bring to the House of Representatives as the speaker? Uh, that he's strong enough to make sure that we actually know every single bill that gets to the House floor and have a debate and an honest conversation, that we actually do appropriation bills, and that he actually lets every single member of the House have a voice. Uh, this is, you know, everybody's had their battles with Jim Jordan. I've had my battles with Jim Jordan, but the guy is honest and he tells the truth and he fights. He gets up every day when the whole world's against him and he still wants to know the truth of what's going on in this government and what we're doing to protect American freedom. Carpe diem Christi Noam. That's a ringing endorsement for Jim Jordan. She said everybody's had their differences and their fights with Jim Jordan. She's had them, but he's an honest guy. How many people have you heard that about in Washington? He's an honest guy from someone who has fought him. I always tell you about Hannity and what a joke he is as a television host that he either A, interrupts people all the time, which he does, or B, meanders on into some soliloquy that no one is is paying attention to as he's supposedly asking a question. So he and Laura Ingram come from the same school of interrupting. And here's Hannity trying to ask a question now of Christy Noem last night. This took 45 seconds. 
He asks the question and then starts pontificating and lecturing her on how she should answer it. What's your reaction to some Republicans uh, threatening, and it's been written about extensively, oh, that maybe they would do, do a deal with the Democrats and elect a speaker that way? Uh, what is your reaction to a temporary fix? Oh, well, maybe we'll empower somebody for 30 or 60 or 90 days. Both ideas are horrible and show a lack of leadership to me. Uh, tomorrow's vote, in light of what is going on with Hamas and Israel and Hezbollah, uh, with all that's going on in Europe, with all that's going on at our borders, with all that's going on around the world, it seems to me Republicans need to show the country tomorrow that they can lead and they know what leadership means and to open the people's house. I have a sense of urgency about it. Your thoughts? <laughs> he asked her what her thoughts were in the very beginning. Here we do. What's your reaction to some Republicans? So there was the question. 45 seconds later, what are your thoughts? After he tells her how, by the way, uh, you better answer it this way because I think it's a terrible idea. What are your thoughts? By the way, I think it's a terrible idea before you answer. What a loser. Get his ass off the air, please. If you can't figure out a way to get somebody else on there who's less of an egomaniac and who's less of a lecturer than Sean Hannity, please, if that's the voice of conservative America, conservative America's in deep shit. That guy is pathetically arrogant and stupid. He's dumb beyond wisdom. I mean, he just talked about some cockamamie plan that some Republicans that he's heard about, that's been written extensively about, are going to elect a Democrat. There's not been one single responsible article, column written about that because it would never happen. So anyone who wrote anything about it was irresponsible. Everyone with a brain knows it wouldn't happen. No one needs Sean Hannity's lecturing about how stupid it would be. But there's a guy, once again, just giving you bad information because he's against the Matt Gates faction of the House. So he wants to blame them for something that's not going to happen. That's a beauty. Why don't you go kiss Newt Gingrich's ass? Because that's what you do most of the time anyway. Well, we've witnessed what's going on on these college campuses. These Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib-inspired, bizarre law students at Harvard and other schools around the country... Other demonstrations in cities like St. Louis had one, pro-Palestinian, if you can believe that. Kit Parker is a professor at Harvard. What has happened to college campuses? There's probably two factors here. You know, the last 50 years, you've seen a lot of drift amongst the uh, college faculty towards the political left. So you see a lack of political diversity on the campus. And you've started seeing more and more liberal causes embraced. And those have kind of gone to an extreme, just like on the right, you've gone to a little bit of the extreme as well. And the other thing is you've got a a failure in leadership. I mean, the leadership of these universities are, um, uh, these are very challenging times for leadership, for sure. Um, But the quality of leadership and the taking on the responsibility to set the cultural conditions for uh, thoughtful discussions of controversial issues has kind of been abandoned uh, by universities over the last 10 years, especially. I say that's a pretty good, accurate, accurate description of what's going on on these college campuses. The, the drifting of these professors, for some reason, 
to the psychotic left is bizarre. It just didn't happen at Harvard or Yale. It's happened everywhere, at every campus in the country. Check out the faculty of Missouri sometime. Now, how can we change it? Kit Parker, your thoughts? When the majority of your uh, people on campus belong to a particular political persuasion, it's risky to disenfranchise them uh, by trying to balance the equation. And I think that's what a lot of universities are faced with now is they need to do political diversity, redefine diversity as political and thoughtful diversity, and that's going to take a little bit of time. Well, it's going to take more than a little bit of time because they're never going to do it. What you're asking for, as, as he pointed out, is for the leadership of these campuses to risk backlash by making things fair on campus, political thought of both persuasions welcome. They don't want to do that because they know when they do that, they'll risk the ire of the liberal lunatics that populate these campuses who will then start destroying buildings on campus, breaking windows as they've done. Do you ever notice that liberals are inherently violent people? They're a violent people. They don't want you to think they are because they lie to you and tell you they're not. But the liberals are under the misguided impression that just because they say something makes it so. What they say almost every time is a lie. I don't know an honest liberal. Anytime they tell you that the election wasn't stolen, I know right away they're dishonest people. And they won't face reality. And they sure as hell won't face reality on these campuses. And they're not about to yield their power. First of all, the people that Kit Parker is saying need to change and need to put political diversity into campuses are the very liberals that allowed the change to begin with. So they're not about to change anything. They're perfectly happy with the violence on their campuses, so long as it's in the right direction. And the right direction is against conservatives. They're cool with that. Their actions have displayed that they're cool with that. So when they issue statements all of a sudden now, decrying violence in the Middle East and in Israel, blah, 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 as if they somehow are against what these students are protesting on, they're lying to you. They support it 100%. They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-American which, of course, means they're liberals. Liberals are both of those things. They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-America. Let's throw in a couple more. They hate black people. They hate Hispanics. And they hate women. You have to ask yourself a question. Who do liberals like? We see how they mistreat women all the time. Every day. Every single issue that comes up that has a female background to it, the liberals hate it. They never stand up for women. They claim they do, but again, because they say something doesn't make it so. But they never do. Greg Gutfeld, what have our universities become? Our universities have become lunatic incubators, which the federal government funds. They should try registering for women's studies in the Middle East, if you can get permission from your husband. And so the difference between Israel and the U.S. is really a matter of degrees. The attack on Israel is a deep fry versus our slow boil. The heat source is the same. The idea of lineage shaming, which means you had it coming. Sit there and take it, oppressor. No wonder we don't have a border. It's oppressive, which now borders on insanity. 
In the fiscal year 2023, according to DHS, 160 migrants whose names appear on the terror watch list have already been apprehended by border agents. At this point, we're saying, you're a drug mule for a Mexican cartel? What a relief. (laughs) All of a sudden, that's a good thing. Oh, that's all they are? They're just a drug mule? Phew, we thought they were Hamas, Hamas, Hezbollah. We thought they were them. What he just said, though, underscores what I said about how liberals hate women. These are all liberal groups supporting Palestinians all throughout the country in every city. We've had these protests on campuses, in cities, all the liberals. All of a sudden they hate Jews or they're making it public. We know they've always hated Jews. And the people they support, the Palestinians, hate women. As Gutfeld just pointed out, try registering for for a women's studies program in the Middle East as long as you get permission from your husband first. Which husband, we don't know. Maybe you have seven or eight. So this is who the liberals support. They support the Palestinians who abuse women on a daily basis and have for centuries. But the liberals will tell you, well, no, we're we're pro-women. What? You freaking hate women. You hate their very existence. Gutfeld, the left is calling for what? The left, of course, called for an immediate ceasefire. But there was a ceasefire already on October 6th. But even our Secretary of State called for one, and then he backtracked. He then said that Israel has the right to defend itself, but at the same time, the way Israel does this matters. In other words, Israel, behave yourself. The balls, or should I say lack of balls on this guy, is astounding. Has any Secretary of State ever gotten more wrong? Afghanistan, the border, Israel. This guy makes John Kerry look like James Madison. No wonder Blinken looks like he's seen a ghost. All of his foreign policy predictions have gone up in smoke. Meanwhile, the squad plays its tune. Just take the punch, Israel. So you know we got problems when the Ayatollah, our politicians, and academia all sound alike. Apparently parading captured young women naked through the Gaza streets like trophies doesn't merit a response. The progressive's answer seems regressive. Excuse primitive barbarism where rape is what's for dinner. Carpe diem, Greg Gutfeld. What about that, Cory Bush? You worthless excuse for humanity. You know, I noticed, and Greg Gutfeld noticed too, all of the normal liberal big mouths are silent when it comes to Israel. Where are the feminists? All the grad students dressed up like Handmaid's Tale. Too busy calling January 6th rioters terrorists? Meanwhile, actual killing and raping gets a shoulder shrug emoji. And where are all those celebs who helped BLM buy some really great mansions, who are now silent when it comes to backing Israel? Remember when silence was violence? Now attacking a music festival isn't. Couldn't be more spot on. Here's something you're going to hear, and Gutfeld agrees with it. I would have used, I used a different word, but he uses proportionality. That's what Biden's going to be screaming for over in Israel today. Well, attack, you know, retaliate in proportion to what they did. How do you retaliate in proportion to raping women in front of their husbands and families and children? How do you, how do you react proportionally to beheading your children in front of you, burning your children, setting them on fire while you watch? How do you react proportionally to that? Because I'll tell you what, Biden, here's the only way you would, like a savage, because that's what these people are. 
That's what these Palestinians are. They're savages. So if you want to, if you want to truly react proportionately, you'll rape their women, you'll behead their children, and you'll burn them all alive, you jackass. That's what a proportionate response would be. And Gutfeld knows it. So you will start to hear a certain word soon. It's what Blinken was getting at. It's the progressive H-bomb in the propaganda war, proportionality. That'll be the term used to keep Israel from ensuring something like this doesn't happen again. So what is proportional to these fools? Write an angry letter for every 10 babies killed? The goal in war isn't to be proportional. The goal is to win and to make sure you don't have to go to war again. Again, there's one side creating atrocities and another that will actually try to avoid doing that as it exacts justice for the initial mayhem. But they don't teach this at Harvard. They don't teach patriotism either. Notice there hasn't been one word from our marching co-eds about the 29 dead Americans, maybe more now. They must have lost their voices screaming about injustice while taking selfies on phones made by Chinese laborers. But why do you think that is? Because you're an oppressor too, America. The left has dehumanized Americans to a point where crime is now our punishment. I mean, you talk about hitting it out of the ballpark. It's so true. What do you think would happen if you were in a classroom and a professor at Harvard mentioned patriotism? They would never mention it. They'd be fired. They don't want any of that. And he's right. They're screaming and taking selfies on their Chinese-made cell phones. That's how stupid liberals are while they scream and yell. Seems to me, Greg Gutfeld, we've had three years of hell. America's had three years of hell while one political party obsesses on pronouns, children's genitals, and a Green New Deal whose windmills kill more whales than Japan. So now we see clearly the monster that the left's created. But will the administration wake up? After all, they don't miss a thing. Well, except massive terrorist attacks. So here comes the great proportionality push, which doesn't help anyone. Except Harvard, Columbia, Stanford, Berkeley, The New York Times, The Washington Post, MSNBC, The Squad. It allows them to justify their existence while saying Israel has no right to its own. And it excuses the free punch from Hamas. But the only thing that should be proportional here, the number of dead Hamas and the number of -of out-of-work Democrats next year. Fact is, both America and Israel suffer from an imbalance. Israel needs to regain its equilibrium by exacting divisive divisive justice, not peace marches, justice, not revenge, justice. And in a way, we need justice, too. We have yet to redress our own relentless decay, that slow boil of crime and collapse. There is a voice in your head asking, when will this stop? It's a good question, still waiting for an answer. Carpe diem, Gutfeld. He's so right. And amidst all of this, of course, the liberal judges who are trying to destroy President Trump are quietly at work. That wench appointed by Obama has put a gag order on President Trump and is kind of doubling down. But she better be careful because she's way out of line. And David Schoen, who's an attorney who represented President Trump in one of the impeachments, understands just how wrong she is. I think she's absolutely wrong. Uh, I think for a number of reasons. I think it's a frontal attack on the first, fifth, and sixth amendments. I think that part of her justification, she said, well, he's a criminal defendant. Criminal defendants can't say what they want. Who says so? 
He's a citizen of the United States. Criminal defendant is entitled to the presumption of innocence under In re Winship. That means he's not guilty of anything. He's entitled to challenge the process and the substance uh, publicly. And quite frankly, the Supreme Court said in Gentile versus State Bar of Nevada, the process doesn't begin inside the courtroom. And the defendant is entitled to present his public image as he wishes. I believe uh, he's perfectly entitled to say Jack Smith is a thug. He's entitled to question Jack Smith's character, his judgment in bringing past cases that shouldn't have been brought. I have a sanctions motion against two of the members of Jack Smith's team right now. Their behavior is thuggish. J.P. Cooney and Molly Gaston, they lied to a federal judge. It's in the motion papers, indisputable. And so uh, I think he's entitled to say it. I think what she has done is uh, an affront to our fundamental core values of free speech. Carpe diem, David Schoen. And when these lawyers who work for Jack Jackass lie to a federal judge in motion papers, sworn to the truth, why are they not disbarred? Why are they not sanctioned? You have to ask yourself, are the set of legal ethics only applying to conservatives or people who defend conservatives? The answer is yes. You don't really have to ask the question. The evidence is everywhere. They lie to federal judges. They don't care. They know there will be no consequence. The one overriding personality trait of a liberal is they are an abject liar. They lie about everything and anything mostly in order to gain power. But they'll lie about the color of the sky right now. If you look outside of the Midwest, it's nice. They'll tell you it's raining. If it's raining, they'll tell you it's sunny. They'll lie about anything. It doesn't matter. As long as it serves their purpose to regain or retain power and to have influence over you, they'll lie about anything. Do you know they had a Stop Trump rally in New York yesterday? Do you know who attended? Al Sharpton, Randy Weingarten, Michael Cohen. There's a doozy. Al Franken. I thought he was dead. No, I'm sorry. That's just his career. These are the kind of people that go to a Stop Trump rally. Why would you have a Stop Trump rally? Trump hasn't done anything to hurt the country. Why don't you have a Stop Biden rally? We have runaway inflation. We have two different wars, perhaps a third one on the come. We have nobody succeeding in their life. They're all, everybody's going broke. Prices are sky high. We're not energy independent anymore. We've killed 13 of our own soldiers in Afghanistan. You're having a stop Trump rally and these people are attending it. Jesse Waters sent out his man on the street to ask them simple questions and they're fun. What's more important, stopping Trump or stopping record crime and record inflation? Stopping Trump. Stopping Trump. Trump is crime. I think you'll see more crime and more inflation if that maniac gets back into power. Are you serious? Are you really talking to me like this? Listen to that woman. By the way, these most of these people were old bags. There were a couple of young women in there, but most of them were just old bags and old guys. What's their problem? Are you talking to me like this? There's your typical liberal. How dare you ask that question? What what question? Why are you at a tr- stop Trump rally? Why are you having a stop Trump rally? Who's more dangerous, Donald Trump or crime? How dare you talk to me that way? 
I wish he would have said what he probably really thought he wanted to say. Then there was Al Sharpton strolling in, and this guy hits him with the best one of them all, possibly. Where did all the BLM money go? I have no idea. I have nothing to do with BLM. They're all living in mansions, and no one could find the money. Well, you know better than me. You ought to tell people. Ooh, nice comeback, Al. Rev. Well, you know better than me. You ought to go tell people. Nice comeback, Potsy. <laughs> then he asked, which indictment is your favorite of Donald Trump? Out of all Trump's indictments, which one was your favorite? I have two favorites. One, the way the documents were handled. Georgia. Mm-hmm, Georgia, yes. January 6th, like that one probably. What did he do on that day? He encouraged it. By saying, march peacefully and patriotically? That is not what I heard when I watched it. Did you watch it on mute? <laughs> Are you jealous that Trump lives in Mar-a-Lago? That is one of the ugliest places I've ever set my set my eyes on. What's the nicest place you ever stepped foot in? Applebee's? I think Applebee's is probably nicer than Mar-a-Lago. What a loser. <laughs> they do a great job on those men on the streets. How about that guy? Mar-a-Lago's ugly. This is how much hatred these people have. These are sick people. They're sick. You hate Donald Trump so much that you describe Mar-a-Lago as one of the ugliest places you've ever seen. That's too good. I mean, it really is. They are nuts. They are sick. They belong in a loony bin. And there's no getting rid of them, apparently. There is no getting rid of them. i tell you what you can get rid of, though, if you have a bad health insurance policy. You need to get rid of that. Because that's not going to serve you well. And don't consider Obamacare unless you have absolutely no other alternatives. But you do have them. And the way to find out about them is to call Jordan Krugman. He's my health insurance guy by official disclaimer. And he's thehealthinsuranceguy.net on the internet. Thehealthinsuranceguy.net. Call him at 314-602-4055. 602-4055. You might think, Kevin, I don't need it. Got a great insurance plan. And maybe you do. I thought I did. But I called him anyway. You know why? Because it's in the file of what do you have to lose by calling? Nothing. What do you have to gain? Potentially a lot. And I did. And now's the time to start considering your health care options for next year. 2024 open enrollment starts November 1st. That's less than two weeks away. It goes through January 15th. Now, Jordan has a lot of low-cost, alternative, comprehensive policies that you probably didn't even know were out there. I didn't know a lot of them were out there. There are some who have a zero deductible. A zero deductible. Now you think, well, I'll have to pay through the roof for that. No, you won't. Call Jordan. He has plans designed that will eliminate your out-of-pocket expenses. You don't want to be paying for accidental injuries or hospital time or even cancer treatments, chemo treatments. There's a lady who had $100,000 plus bills for chemo treatments. Guess how much she had to pay? Zero, thanks to Jordan's plan. Here's what he does. He's a broker. So he doesn't marry himself to one insurance company. That benefits you. He will take your financial situation, pair it with your health care needs, put it together, and then shop around to all of the different insurance companies until you get the best deal. Can it get any better than that? He's in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois. You, everybody gets the 24-7 access to telemedicine on all of his plans. That's unlimited virtual office visits to your doctor. And any visit you'd have with Jordan, any appointment can be done virtually as well. Now, you want to talk about Medicare? He can help you with Medicare. 
He has all kinds of plans for dental, vision, prescription, long-term care, disability, life insurance. But if you're getting close to age 65 and you're getting all that literature in your mailbox, throw it away. It's very, very confusing. And call Jordan. 314-602-4055. Cleo is up. Hello, Cleo. How are you? Morning, Kevin. How's it going today? Going very well. What a country unraveling we have, don't we? Right before our very eyes. Hey, listen, I've been hearing you talking about uh, everyday press conferences and everyday talking in front of a Congress decrying Biden's actions. Where'd you hear that from? Where, where'd you, I hear what from? That kind of philosophy that, that we should criticize, that, that the Congress people should hold press conferences every day decrying the actions of Biden. Well, I've been saying it forever. Well, so have I, <laughs> if you recall. Two smart anyway. people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how come this incident last week in Sherman Park where this coach, where this parent shot this, shot the coach six times, why isn't that on national news? I don't know why that's not on national news. It's insanity, but, but it's really bizarre. And, you know, it, it shows the extent of what's going on. I think people are angry. And I don't think that ended up being uh, an issue about kids playing time or this or that. I think the, the person was probably at his wits end and decided to be, okay, F this guy then. I, I would love to kill Biden, but I'm going to kill this guy. That's insane. That whole concept is insane. But that's what people are being driven to. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You trying to give the guy an excuse? I don't get it. That sounds like an excuse to you. I just said it's insane behavior, and that's what people are being driven to, is insanity. They're losing their minds because of the way this country is, and so they're taking it out on whoever's close. Well, I guess if you want to look at it that way. Well, what way am I looking at it? I'm looking at it as though it's insane. Yeah, it's an insane person. That's that's right. That's right. How is that excusing it? Well, there's no reason for it, man. Just because your kid ain't getting no playing time. I'm just explaining to you, I think it's a carryover of other things in this world. And then that manifests itself. And then the guy just snaps. And that's what happens. People are being driven to the brink in this country by the, by this government. And they're, they're acting out in crazy ways that aren't designed uh, for normalcy. And that's what happens. I, I guarantee that's. You'll have some kind of issue with that in this case. Don't know that for sure because I don't know who the guy is or what he what he is all about. But people are going crazy. It's happening all over this country. It's a crazy world, all right. I go along with that. Well, it's 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 not necessarily a crazy world as much as this country has gone insane, and this country is where we live, so we have to deal with this country. And and the people that run this country have driven people to do things that they would never think of doing. I mean, look at the crime. The crime is everywhere. Why do you suppose that's that's going on? That doesn't go on with a legitimate president in there who who believes in law and order. That doesn't go on in a real country that has police protection for people. It's it's all happening in this country. Everything that's happening is a direct result of who's in charge. All the craziness. It's all directly related to these people. Look at the parents at, at school board meetings. They're losing their minds over these people. And, and they're being driven to that. I don't blame them. I'd lose my mind, too, if I had a kid in school. 
But this never yeah, happened pull- before. Well, they're not pulling out guns and shooting up the school board, though. <laughs> I guarantee they'd like to. <laughs> well, they need to be replaced. You know, I think that'd be the better way to do it. Well, but until until they, they're they're messing with your kid, I'm not so sure you'd feel that way. I guarantee you, everybody's worst instincts are coming to the front right now. Everybody is 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 so beyond angry and fed up that there's a boiling point, and this country is going to explode. At some point, we're going to have the civil war that we need. We actually do need it. I'd agree with you there. We do need a civil war. It ain't going to change unless something happens. Nothing's going to change. That's right. If you sit back and let it happen, now, nobody's saying you go shoot a coach. I'm just saying they don't go, don't go shoot anybody until there's a civil war. Then start shooting. Hey, what about this, what about this Tlaib showing his old photos, trying to get by a big lie that this is a present-day Israeli terrorism? How stupid does she think we are? I think that was Omar who did who did that with those photos, and oh, it was Omar. Uh, I, th- I think it was while she was you know cavorting with her husband brother or husband cousin, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, but it, it, they won't get called out on it. We call them out on this show. Other people are aware of it, but they national media won't say anything about it. If that were a, a conservative lying like that, with propaganda like that, they'd be trying to destroy them, get them out of office. We're well, not her. No, not her. She's as, she's as safe as can be because you're a bigot if you criticize her. I'm telling you, she's the type that would have a bomb strapped to her and, and blow the capital up. She's just that kind of mentality. I think she would too. I don't think anything would stop. I don't think anything would stop any of those people from doing it. It's the way these people are. Well, they don't get their way. If they, I'm telling you, liberals love and live for violence. Yes, the truth. It's it's all over the place. They love Antifa, and that's all Antifa is, and that's an extension of the Liberal Party. It's their not it's their Gestapo wing, and they love them. Well, when Jim Jordan get, gets elected, all these all these conservatives that decried decried all this nonsense are going to apologize because they're going to have a better they're going to have a more conservative man in there who's going to get things done, who's going to cut the ridiculous spending. Are they going to apologize, these Laura Ingrams, these new Gingrichs? No. No, not for or, or Hannity, not for a minute. And they're dead wrong. And this shows you how stupid they are. They couldn't even see what was going on? Really? Wow. That's scary yeah, just, that they're that blind. Yeah, just when the heck are we going to have to stop these stupid spending bills and lump all these special interest things in them, every one of them? Well, hopefully now. Hopefully, with him in there, we will stop it. That, that's my hope. If it's done, it's it's a monumental accomplishment. It will be a monumental accomplishment. You're right. I couldn't agree more. But the, you know, again, if you make people vote on specific bills one at a time, then we'll find out who's the one spending our money recklessly. Right now, they well, all just vote, and they're all guilty of it. And that's why I said I would never vote for an incumbent. All right, Cleo, we got to run. All right, okay, thank you. Man. Appreciate the call. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we will, I promise you, be right back.
back in. Kevin Slayton with you right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Don't forget our sports show coming up, our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, sports show on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com at noon today, Central Time, noon to 2. And then that will be, that podcast will be on all the same platforms, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and, of course, our website, kevinslaytonshow.com and 590thefan.com. So you'll be able to see it on all of those places. Our phone lines are open for you, uh, uh, 636-348-4460. 348-4460. Our good friends at Monster Energy Drink are telling you this. It's Tuesday. Tuesday's probably the worst day. Monday's a hard day. Then you get through Monday and you go, oh, gosh, it's Tuesday. Monster Energy Drink can make Tuesday better. Monster Energy Drink will give you that boost of energy you're looking for. You'll be focused. You'll be at your best. You'll bring your A game, no matter what it is, to the golf course, to the meeting room. You'll be alert. You'll be ready to go. I drink the sugar-free can of Monster Energy Drink. That's the style that I drink. I like 10 calories. I love it. I love it so. But Monster Energy Drink is all about fun. It's a lifestyle in a can. And what it does is... All of the local, or the, the national bands, local bands they bring into your hometown, your favorite bands, they pick a party around it. All the sporting events they sponsor, parties around it. It's a fun atmosphere, and that's what Monster Energy Drink is all about. Fun and boosting energy, man. And they'll do both. Yells it, they'll do both. Again, our phone line's open at 636-348-4460. You can weigh in on any of the topics of the day as, uh, we have brought them to you. Interestingly, uh, the, the story that Cleo brought up about the guy shooting the coach, this is the kind of craziness that's going on in a society that's lost its mind. You can expect more things like this. Now, w- when some of it happens, depending on the race of the person, that will determine whether it's covered or not. It's amazing how that has made its way into the so-called journalism rooms across the country. But I think I really think that Fox News has done us a disservice. Fox News was a place that you thought you could count on to get a more realistic view of the day's news events. By realistic, I mean fair. Um, I understand that the evening shows are all about commentary as opposed to, and opinions as opposed to facts, but... For them to miss the boat so badly on what Matt Gates was doing in the House is beyond reason. It's just so abjectly blind on their part. But that's how they are. Remember, the people on Fox are traditional Republicans. They aren't really Trump supporters. Now, Hannity will act like he is, but Hannity's a doofus. He's not a smart guy. Laura Ingram is book smart. But she's not daily smart. I really do wish somehow they could reach some sort of a deal with Megyn Kelly to bring her back. I was glad she left when she left. But she has since become real. I don't know what happened to her. She had an epiphany, I guess, somewhere along the line. Maybe, maybe she got knocked down a few pegs. Whatever the reason, she's doing the kind of job that I wish she would have done when she was on there before rather than dressing in black leather all every night and try, trying to become a sex queen. But she's not that anymore. And she's a smart, 
smart, smart, smart, smart person. She's also reconciled with Trump, and I like that. So I'd love to hear her back on Fox, because what we're getting on Fox now is nothing more than washed-out liberal stuff. That's all it is. And it's a bit scary. Fox News Channel does a better job of it. They're pretty good. But we, we can't, there's, it's, it's hard for us to go anywhere and actually get realistic stuff. We get it here on this show, of course. No doubt about it. So yeah, I think that you're going to see more and more of those kinds of stories. Now that doesn't make them right, but that's what we're going to see. People are at their wits end. Tell you what, the most dangerous person in the world is a person who has lost hope. Because when you've lost hope, you've lost everything. And Biden has succeeded in taking a country that didn't even need hope. Reality was here. We were energy independent. Our economy was humming along. Everything was, was going well. Biden has been able to take this country and through with his help from the media and, dis, and just destroy everything we've had. Destroy the hope of people. Financially, they've been destroyed. We've got people like Ilhan Omar telling telling us all to stop the atrocities in Gaza. Atrocities? You mean exacting justice for rapes and murders? This woman or this thing, whatever she is, supports rape, beheadings of children, burning people alive. She supports that. And the media acts as though that's normal. We've got one right here in St. Louis County, St. Louis City, Corey Bush. She supports that. She supports thugs and savages. Well, she is one, so that's why she supports it. And they get away with it. They get away with it. Unbelievable. <laughs> how, how, how are these people elected? They're not. Those elections are rigged. There is no way, no way that Ilhan Omar gets elected. There's no way that Cori Bush gets elected. I would say this. A friend of mine last night at dinner made this suggestion, and I think he's right. I don't know what happened to the Lacey Clay family. That, that clan had the lock on that con- congressional seat forever, half a century. Did they fall asleep at the wheel? Or did they willingly give it over to Cori Bush? Because there's no way she wins that in a real election. The Lacey Clay machine wouldn't allow it. So I would venture a guess, as this friend of mine suggested, that Republicans would much prefer Lacey Clay than her. So Republicans need to get behind Lacey Clay and see if, if see if the Clay family wants that seat back. Because they, they, they should have it back. When you compare them to her, good grief. Can anyone be worse? I love alumni, wealthy alumni, liberal wealthy alumni at Harvard, pulling their donations from Harvard. And we're not talking about $10,000. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars. And they've had it. And this is what the liberals always do. They always go too far. Now, these are real lunatics 
who are anti-Semites. Apparently in this country, being anti-Semitic is okay as well. It's unbelievable. And Boston University is claiming that their recent statement by the president of their university was a mistake. Because <laughs> it sure sounded like he supports the Palestinian murderers. And I'm telling you, people people are losing their minds right now. People are losing their minds. And that's why we're getting all of this crazy stuff going on. And I do believe that Trump derangement syndrome is a real affliction that liberals suffer from. I don't think there's any doubt. By the way, I think I misspoke. I meant to say Fox News Channel, a Fox Business Channel, and I said Fox News Channel gives us good reporting. Fox Business Channel does a good job. I don't know why they're so different. They're owned by the same company. They're in the same building. Why are they that different? But they are. I guess because you've got the rhinos over on Fox News Channel and real conservatives. I'm getting word from someone who knows in private conversations, Lacey Clay said he had no interest in running. And he didn't want to run in the election that he lost to Cory Bush. So he, the, the Lacey Clay machine had lost its mojo. Well, the problem is that the people in that district didn't take a look at the Republican candidate because Andrew Jones ran against them. Andrew Jones is a friend of the show. We've talked to Andrew on the show many times. Andrew Jones stands for all the things that are right in this world. And he ran, and he was told by people that if he had just run as a Democrat, he would have won. Why is that important in that district? Why is St. Louis so ass-backward that it matters whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, not what you are, who you are, what you stand for? Because there's nobody in their right mind that would take a look at Andrew Jones and all that he's accomplished in his life and then take a look at Cori Bush and realize that she's an uneducated thug and vote for her. You'd have to be insane. But I believe that voters are so intellectually lazy that they don't look at that. They look at, oh, she's a Democrat, vote for her. He's a Republican, don't vote for him. That's how people like her get into office. That's how this country goes to hell. Maybe the Lacey Clay family can get behind Andrew Jones and run run against her the next time. Maybe that would help. And let him know that Andrew Jones stands for all the right things. All of the right things. It's really sickening. Really sickening. I think Paul Barry III is going to run for lieutenant governor, by the way. The sad thing is he's running for a lot of different offices. And it's not gaining any traction. And I, I, I don't understand why, because he stands for the right things. At least based on what I've heard him say, and what I've heard him say to me in an interview... So so what's going on there? It's Democrat. I mean, it's just ungodly that simply because you're a Democrat, you automatically get elected in St. Louis. As if St. Louis was some model city. It's flourishing. It's doing so well. Why would we ever change? I mean, don't you just want to grab your brains and shake them? Say, how in the hell is what's wrong with these people? St. Louis is a shithole. And it's a shithole because of the shitheads who've run it for half a century. 
and you still don't get it? How many years does it take for Democrats to figure it out? You can't be that dumb. Your life is a mess. Your entire city's a mess. People avoid it like the plague. And yet you keep voting for the same people. I mean, I've, I long ago gave up on St. Louis. You can't change that kind of, that level of stupidity. It's incredible. And of course it repeats itself in Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York. You name the city, the urban city, and there it is. Same thing. Run by the same people. Run into the ground by the same people. A city that no one wants to live in, run by the same people. People who do live there are somewhat prisoners. They can't get out. Why can't they get out? Because the economic destruction that those cities have brought upon them by the people they vote for. It's an incredible cycle of stupidity. But it's real. It's as real as a punch in the mouth. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us for this morning. We'll be back at noon doing our sports show in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.